Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to their episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put, <laughs> to put the, her in love. Her. Oh no. Because well, you'll get it. It makes sense, doesn't it? Make sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm asking you. If this You're asking me ridiculous if our phonetic use. Of the word her in love her. It makes, sense. it makes so much sense to me right now. In our world, it absolutely does. Yeah. And I, my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. Joy, I want you to know that I love that you are kind of neurotic. Oh, yeah. A bit. I am. Like, just a little bit. It makes me more comfortable around you. Good. So. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, the wild card version of neurotic. Some things don't bother me. Most things don't bother me at all. Yeah, that's what. But then there's a few things where you're like, has she always been this way and I just never noticed? Or is it just these things? that You're kind of neurotic in the way where it's like something, some outside stimuli should be bothering you. And then you like, I like look to see you be bothered because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to support her in this moment. (laughs) And then I look over and you're not bothered. That's. (laughs) The kind of neurotic okay. you are. Okay. Where I'm like, oh, she's fine. It's all completely internal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I know. It like, makes me feel great. Weird Sherlock things are happening. Mm, I love weird Sherlock the things. The world's slowing down. Yeah, yeah. It's my fave. Um, you're right. I am a little bit neurotic and <laughs> I am joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host Summer. And I just want to let you know that whenever I'm at your house. I will tell people to take their shoes off if they don't. Get oh, the I love you. If they, and the hint is there's a pile of shoes <laughs> by the door and nobody else is wearing their shoes. They don't get the hint. <laughs> people don't get the hint. Right. I don't get it. What is that? I think people are just used to wearing shoes inside. Well, who? what kind of people are these? <laughs> <laughs> these people stress me out. I go to this house fairly often. Where there's a pile of shoes by the door Mm -hmm. and half the people inside are wearing shoes and half aren't. And I cannot tell you how much anxiety it gives me because I can't figure out, like, do they care? Do they not care? What's happening? Are half these people just rude or is it fine? And (laughs) I just have, like, a lot of feelings going on inside. Like, I want to respect the rules of the house, but also everyone's walking, like, half of the people are walking around inside with shoes on. So what do I do? How do I respect you and your house in this moment? I just don't know. And it just really, I'm going to stop talking about it now. I wonder if there's anyone out there that thinks it's weird to not wear your shoes. Like when you go to someone else's house. Um, My is father. Because you're like a guest. So if you're, if this is the first time you've been yeah. to a place. Mm-hmm. My dad wouldn't Doesn't take off taking off your shoes kind of indicate some level of If comfort? you're Scottish, apparently. Okay. I don't. It stresses me out. I don't ask my dad to take his shoes off inside because I know it will stress him out. So I am stressed out on his behalf. I'm loving my neighbor in that Why moment. Why does it stress him out? 
because he thinks you should wear shoes inside. I didn't grow up like this. <laughs> I'd learn. <laughs> My neuroses came <laughs> later in life, honestly. Seriously, it just... It stresses me out, but I bless my husband's heart. We had a bunch of people over last Friday, and mm. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stress. I'm just going to stress internally, and, right. but try to suppress it, you know, right. and like deal with it. People are more important than floors. Like, yeah. just if they don't want to take their shoes off, I'm not going to be weird. I'm just going to feed them, and that's what I'm going to focus on. And right. I had to tell myself that like 300 times that day. <laughs> but <clears throat> regardless, um, my sweet husband, when he opened the door, he like pointed and was like, if you guys wouldn't mind, like, right. he doesn't care about shoes inside. Right. He did that for me. Right. Very sweet. He doesn't overthink it, which is why he's able to go, <laughs> hey, if you don't mind, can you just take your shoes off? <laughs> but you're like, I don't know if I, I don't want him to be wearing shoes, but I feel bad asking him to not wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to like focus on the right things here but then right. my husband really saved me in that moment so i really appreciate good that good job eric good job okay anyway so were you the one that brought this up or me this today's topic. i brought it up and then you were like oh yeah i agree yes <laughs> let's do it <laughs> yeah but this is not a new this is the first time we've talked about it specifically but yeah this is not a new topic for us or anyone else listening on the to planet this. on the no. face yeah. of the planet all, you all know this one <laughs> yeah so basically we're gonna talk about self-esteem because well and what's kind of interesting is i haven't seen your notes and you haven't seen mine Mm-mm. and i'm not sure what your thesis is on the topic of self-esteem okay my position on self-esteem is that the it's the same as Rick Thomas's, and I completely agree with him when he said that the end of the road for the person consumed with self-thoughts or self-focus is suicide. Um, and so to esteem yourself, right, good or bad, or, you know, um, is to think about yourself. Right. And... Um, which is why I also believe that self-esteem and self-hate or self-loathing are actually two sides of the same coin because it's both a focus on yourself. Right. And so biblically, I think there's no way to argue that a focus on self isn't going to bring you to destruction. Right. Because the Bible says it will. Right. Yep. <laughs> so but we know it's true. The Bible yeah. said so. Um, so anyway, that's where that's where I'm that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. I guess my thesis is that um self-esteem is the world's attempt to for man to be God. Mm. And then when it fails, yeah. it's like the failed cure. Yes. For not feeling valuable or worthy in a world that has rejected God. Yeah. And so it continues to kind of evolve. Right. Um, from there. Like now we're in a we're in a position where um now in order to preserve self esteem, you can't say or do anything that would um, you know, 
mm-hmm. infringe on someone's self-esteem or how they feel about themselves or how they look at themselves. Right. That's like the biggest no-no you can right. do is make someone feel bad about themselves. Right. Well, and the, the reason why it's that way now is because self-esteem didn't work. So now, but we're still, like, it's the world's attempt to keep fighting for this idea. Like, this right. is your worth. This is your value. We're not, we can't give this up because we're still enemies of God. So we just need to kind of, we, we change. Now it's not like, it's not just uh, messages all over the place talking about how you need to believe in yourself. You need to have good thoughts. You need to, you know, it's now it's like nobody else do anything that's going to make anyone feel bad because that would, that would lower their self-esteem, which is their actual value. Right. And so we know that biblically you're only like you're born into the world with worth based on one thing. And that's that you're made in the image of God. Right. The rest of you is completely ruined, destroyed, broken, marred by sin. Right. Um, But we know that. So biblically, we know that we can't actually look to you can't look inward for your worth. Your worth is rooted in who God is because you're made in his image and you already have worth when you're born. And so this message of self-esteem, it's like, well, if you feel bad about yourself, the answer is to think more and better about yourself. Right. But the biblical answer is the opposite in that your very value comes from being made in the image of someone else. Right. God. And that turns you from looking to yourself from worth and on to him. And right. so if you have low self-esteem, whatever that means, right. <laughs> the actual answer is thinking about Christ in you, the father who created you. And that is your hope. Right. Um, and so Rick Thomas tells the story of this girl who was so introspective and, and struggled with this concept of self-esteem so much that she just she couldn't find anything of value in herself to the point where she actually she just she walked into the forest and lit herself on fire. Oh my gosh. Um because she could she couldn't find value and right. worth inside of herself and that's obviously a very extreme case. Right. Um but essentially this kind of self self focus it blinds you until the, the weight of your thoughts, the weight of your sin, it just buries you. Yeah. And so uh, basically, I think we all struggle with this in ways that we don't even realize. And so starting to read more about self-esteem, like really just exposed a lot for me because um, I don't think I fall into the camp of I've never really, I have never somehow really fallen into the camp of like oh I just have low self-esteem like I've never mm-hmm. actively thought that but I'm definitely I'm more given to the other end of um like more self-loathing right. and just like losing sight of who Christ is and and doing that thing where I'm focusing too much on all the things about myself right that I just hate that I don't right. like well like you said it's two sides of the same coin so Self-esteem is not the cure for self-loathing. Right. No. It's the same. It's the same. Yes. Yeah. Because it's self, it's self-centeredness. It's self, like essentially 
so comparing, and this was interesting. I hadn't thought of it this way before. Um, feeling like you have low self-esteem means that you're comparing who you are with who you think you should be right. and who you want to be. And when you do that, you will always come up short. Right. Um, and so frequently the person who we want to be this idea that we're idolizing, like I should be this way and I should be doing this and I should look like that. And I should be able to do this. Like there are standards that the culture has set, not God's standards. Right. And so <clears throat> that's the wisdom of the world though. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, well, the world says, puts a lot of standards on, on what we should be and who we should be and how we should think that, are the opposite of biblical standards in the first place. Right. Because for the world, that's where they think their value comes from. Right. They like you they actually think that. They right. think that value comes from within. Right. Right. Like you can muster up your own value right. and worth and all these things. So it is very important to have self esteem for the person that believes their value is going to be found in self right. somewhere in there. Right. It reminds me of this is a total I this is not in my notes, but it reminds me of the the Me Too movement and the, the the kind of like the desire to empower women and and take back power. And it's like you're not basing any of these concepts in who God is like right. as a victim. You haven't lost power like God has right. said, you know, you're not living in accordance at this moment with who God has said you are. And yeah. it's futile. Right. And so um, I think that when Paul talks about how like the, the, the cross is foolishness to the world, I think about how um, the fullest and the happiest people that I know are the people who find joy in giving themselves up for others, the people right. who serve well. Mm -hmm. And then it seems like the most miserable people and the more when I'm miserable, I can right. attest to um, it's the people who can't stop thinking about themselves. Right. And it shouldn't it shouldn't surprise us because Jesus said that the law, like all that God wanted Israel to do can be summed up in love God, love neighbor. Right. Which has nothing to do with you. Right. It's what you're doing for others. Some right. what you're doing for someone else. And so it's like it shouldn't surprise us that the the wisdom of God is the opposite of the wisdom of, of the world, which says that if you want to be joyful and you want to be happy, love God, love others. Right. That's what you're here to do. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's obviously it's something I struggle with in terms of like. You have to constantly be preaching to yourself. Right. And that's like it's a discipline. And. Um, I think it might take a lifetime to master. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very possible. Yeah. I think anyway. Yeah. I think that a lot of it is just about, um, so we, you know, we're, we're aware that love God and love neighbor. There's freedom. Yeah. In there. Yeah. The point is that, um, your value coming from yourself will become an idol. Yes. It absolutely will. Because you will look for value because you're inherently made with it. Right. So you'll you'll look for it. It's something that just exists here on this earth. Mm -hmm. What am I doing? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Um you know, what do I mean to other people? Yep. 
uh, that is just going to happen. And the point is that, you know, this sort of expresses itself in a lot of different ways, which is another thing that makes it a little bit tricky. Right. Um, But the point is that there are things you can do. So like at a very basic level, the world would say that, you know, you love yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and that increases self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Those things are okay. Sure. But they will not, no. they're not a replacement for value. No. <laughs> they're not. No. Um, and so that's like where, I hope I'm explaining this right. Like it's not, there are things associated with self-esteem that are fine. But when you associate them with giving or taking away value, those things aren't true. So you can love yourself for how you look. That could be a great thing to tell yourself if you hate the way you look, Um, if you hate how much you weigh. There there are things that are really hard to accomplish, but they can be done. Right. You know, the point would be um, losing weight Mm -hmm. or gaining weight Mm -hmm. or putting on makeup. Mm-hmm. can be an idol mm-hmm. and it won't give you any value. It can't give you value. It can't do it. Like, Literally cannot. It just, right. it won't. So we, I think that it's important at some point that we start to shift our focus on things like that. Um, I think it's a good indicator. A lot of what I say to myself, and I'm not perfect in this area by any means, um, but there's a lot of times that I tell myself, like, you just need to get over it. You need to get over that. Like, this isn't about you. You're making this about you. Yeah. And that, because I, we get it. We all have those thoughts, like, why did I say that thing? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that thing? Mm-hmm. Um, the point is, is that it really doesn't matter. <laughs> right. The only reason it would matter is if you needed to ask someone for forgiveness mm-hmm. or if you need to confess mm-hmm. and ask forgiveness from God. Right. That's the only time it would really matter if you just said, if you just like bypassed it and we're like, okay, I'm just going to forget about it. You, I don't recommend you do that. I don't recommend that if you feel legitimately bad about something that you just get over it so that you aren't making it an idol. Right. I recommend asking forgiveness is yes. what I'm saying. That's a but, good thing to work all for right. that. <laughs> but even asking forgiveness doesn't make you more valuable. Right. 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 It's reconciliation to God. Right. That, so like Christians have like a double value right. in that we're, we're made his, in the image of God and we're his children. Right. Like we have his righteousness. Yeah. And so essentially like if you're struggling, if you're struggling with yourself inwardly, if you're given to self-loathing, if you're given to insecurity or I have low self-esteem or all those things, like the solution is actually to turn outward. Right. And to turn to God and to study him and not right. yourself. The solution is to esteem him right. more than anything else. Right. And then that will change you right. inwardly. Well, and I would recommend that if there is something that if there's something that falls into this area that you feel self loathing over, just know that um self loathing isn't the same as um repentance. No, it's not. So if there is something, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Mm-hmm. If there or 
why am why I did, this way? Why did I eat that? Why did I this whatever? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's okay for you to say, "Am I sinning here? Is there sin? Is there, is there something here?" Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, so like. You know, you talked about having a double value. Mm-hmm. There is, like, God promises to sanctify us, and he requires yeah. that we be obedient. Right. But, and he gives favor on those who are obedient. Mm-hmm. But in terms of in terms of intrinsic value, mm-hmm. there's not an increase. Right. In value. Right. So, not, like, none of this should be done. There should not even be... Your value is fixed because it's, it's already fixed there. on Christ. Right. So there is no, so all of these things we're saying. Yeah. And the reason I, I guess I'm saying it this way is because like I've done, I've done this. <laughs> yeah. My whole life. Yeah. So even, even repentance doesn't increase value. Even the seemingly faithful thing doesn't increase value. The point is you shouldn't be doing anything to increase your value when you've already been given value. You don't have to do. Right. Those things. Right. So why are we on this like right mad search for value? Right. It's because we've been we've allowed ourselves to be indoctrinated by a world that says you must find it because they've right. rejected God. Right. They don't have they have the inherent value of being made in the image of God. But when you deny that and then you turn from God, then I mean it, it does it it turns you inward because you have nothing else to look to. Right. And that's what's so dangerous about it is that the end of the road, it really, for that is destruction. Right. Um, and so essentially, a, it's, it's so easy. I hate, I hate saying these things on the one hand because they're so easy to say, but they're another thing to do. Right. And so adoring and loving God and worshiping God and studying God, like I really do believe that they're the path to freedom. Because you're made in the image of God and he is where you should be directing your thoughts. Right. Um, and but it's these are these thoughts that we have that we can so get entangled in like they have to be mortified because it is sin. Self-obsession is sin. They don't get mortified overnight. Mm-mm. Like it's it can be a very long, difficult road. Right. Um, but esteeming God more than yourself more than anything else like it really does change you and then like you you can't also um not at the same time uh be involved with others and so i think it's really important in these times to not forget that we're made for we're made to belong in in our church community and again Sometimes the gospel just turns your natural inclinations on its head. So at the time when you're feeling weakest and you feel the most in need, like the best thing to do in those times can really be focusing on serving others. Right. And so or even if so a great way to get out of your head is to go outward. Like if, if there's something that you experience self-loathing for and it's but it's actual grief and you just can't seem to get past it because you're stuck in your head. Get out of your head by just talking to somebody about it. Yeah. By confessing it, by yeah. asking for accountability. Right. Um, there's a lot of, there are some things that we hate ourselves for mm-hmm. that it would be okay 
they deserve to be hated. Right. Their yeah. things, yeah, our sin deserves to be hated. Right. And and um, I can't. I wish I had the. Pa- I should have written the passage down. I might have written it down. Um, Paul in Romans three. I should have written that down. Essentially, talks about how we really have nothing. Like we are nothing. We have nothing. Like that's the condition that we're in. Right. Is we're so marred by sin. Right. Um, that essentially, yeah, it, it does follow that if you are so if you're focused on your sin and your sin only, you're gonna be super depressed. Right. Um, but it's selfish to live that way because God has called us to live here to love Him and love others. And Paul wrote in Philippians, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit." And a lot of this is conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And I can read that out loud, but it's a whole other thing to live it out loud. Right. (laughs) I mean, and sometimes you do, you're, at least for me, sometimes I'm guilty of not doing this and not even realizing it. Oh, yeah. Like you can become so consumed with someone else's sin that you're not even seeing your own in response. Right. Like, and that's another important part of living in community is if you're blind to the sin you're living in, your brother or sister might not be. Right. Um, And that that's important to have people around you who can look into your life and, and hear what you're saying, but also see your life and maybe see an angle of it that you're not. Right. Um, And so the... I think the solution to problems of self-loathing and insecurity is is a a grow a constantly growing awareness that you have nothing right. before God and that he has to give you the righteousness of Christ. And again, I can't say it enough that like it is one thing to hear these things and another thing to practically apply them, but that is like the work that we have to do. Right. Is like understand who God is, the work that he's done for us, and how we should be living in response. Right. It won't It won't ever be a viable excuse before holy God that you just felt really bad about yourself. Um, right. Right. So we have to, we do, we have to kill that. Self-loathing is not the same as hating your sin. Right. Like, it's just not. Right. <laughs> because if you hate your sin... You're going to run to Christ. Right. Like if you hate your sin, you're running to Christ. And if you're running to Christ, you're not, you don't, you're not being self-loathing in that moment. Right. Um, and that it is, it's such a, it's like almost difficult to even explain because it really does just turn all of your natural sinful inclinations like upside down. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Those are all my notes. That's it. Yeah, I mean it's a it does seem like really like a simple episode, but I just I saw quite a few people struggling with it. And it's a lot like it's a more it's not a thing like d- we're not saying just do this. Just do it. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Like, everything's fine. Like you said this, it's not really a thing that we'll be free from. Right. Until later. <laughs> no, I know. It is and it's like a constant thing that you have to focus on doing like I I'm I'm struggling with this now it's like when I I think whenever you're in a new position in life at least for me like I struggle with some of this like why isn't this easier for me 
Like, why can't I do this? Why can't I manage this? Why can't I, you know, but that's, those are the wrong questions to ask. Well, the thing is, is those aren't even like, those aren't even value-based questions. (laughs) That's the thing is that you can't turn those shortcomings into a restriction on your value or like lowering your value because none of those things have anything to do with it. And so at a certain point you beat yourself up and then you like it and you just want to hold it close and you need to hate yourself. It's easier to do than the other option. Right. Of like self forgetfulness. Right. And um, it's not so much that, the message of the gospel isn't that you have to think less of yourself. It's that you have to think of yourself less. Right. And that's um, that's not what we're born doing. Exactly. At all. Yeah. And we just, we need a lot of reminders. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have someone to remind you of that, then get somebody. Mm-hmm. They will have gone through it. Yeah. They will. Yeah, yeah. This is not one of those issues where... Oh, I don't you know. I've never struggled at your with church. that. <laughs> I know. It just is what it is. I know. And it, I think it affects a lot. Um, it affects everyone. Yeah. But I see it recently affecting a lot of women mm-hmm. in the church. And I don't want um I don't want people to hate themselves because it's also uh, it's sort of an insult to the gift of life and the gift of how God created us and yeah you know like we're his his workmanship and uh and so we it it wasn't intended that we get so stuck in our heads that we have all these negative thoughts about because we we are supposed to be a reflection of god's goodness right of his creation and that includes right like your physical self yeah your mental your testimony your you know Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really an injustice to you, but mainly mm-hmm. to God for you to hate yourself so much when you're a gift from yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. I'll let you guys know when I master this topic. Yeah. You'll never hear it. So It'll be at the end of our 70 year long our episode. Our podcast in heaven. Joy. We're going to get in so much trouble for that. They're going to be like, Joy thinks we do podcasts in heaven. <laughs> Joy, if we could podcast in heaven, I'd still choose Why you. Why would people need to listen to it? <laughs> they wouldn't. Okay. Okay. Wait. I have a fun question before okay. we wrap up. Um, what? I feel like you're going to have, you're either going to have no answer to this or the world's greatest answer to this. Okay. I don't think there's going to be an in between. Okay. What is the dumbest oh no <laughs> way that you've been injured? I can tell you mine. First, okay, go. No, oh, go. Yours. Oh, you're about tell to me Okay. Okay. So, here's the thing. Uh, it happens several times a week and it's the dumbest every time. Okay. Is this like have, a major injury or no, a minor injury? Mine's minor. Okay. My dumbest injury is the recurrent the fact that um I I actually have broken my toe from stubbing my foot on the 
same chair repeatedly. Oh, the same chair. So I have these adorable kitchen chairs that I love. Okay. And they don't match my table anymore, and I still haven't gotten rid of them. But they have metal legs that are okay, like yes. square. Yeah. You know, um, and then they come out from the chair a bit, and I have had them forever, and I don't know why, but when I walk by them, they jump out at me. Um. <laughs> And I walk. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walk by them at least, I I mean, on a slow day, a hundred times a day. <laughs> right. And guaranteed, I will stub my foot. And I've actually broken my toe on one of these metal chairs before. How many times have you broken your toe? Um, I would j- just one, just one. But, okay. but you hit it enough to where you think it's happening. No, I actually time. broke my toe. Once, right. No, no, no. But, but like, it, yeah, yeah. When you stub your toe like that, you think it's broken. I, it hurts so bad. I hope you don't find out this weekend. But pretty much everyone, when you come over, like pretty much everyone will stub their toe on these chairs if you've walked in my kitchen enough. Like well, you're, maybe now I know. It'll be no, okay. I know. And I do it <laughs> multiple times a week. And it can't be explained. And then <laughs> just can it not be explained? It cannot be explained. <laughs> it can't. And it is the most painful. I'm imagining like a paranormal activity <laughs> style. Well, you like, know what it is? is it's it's one of the camera. four children that lives in a barn slash my house. Oh, that leaves like, the chair can't pulled push out the or chair in. Yeah. So anyway, it's really dumb and it happens all the time. Huh. I don't think I injure myself. Like well, it doesn't have to be basis. yourself. You've been. I've done. I've definitely stubbed my toe yeah. a lot, and it's. Well, I've never broken a bone. Stupid. But okay. Well, so I feel like I'll tell you why I think this was stupid. Okay. Good. Good. So I broke my ankle. Mm. Um, I was at a like winter camp. Were you? Of course, you were outside. I'm telling you, nothing good happens outside. <laughs> well, so <laughs> it was that they we were doing all the stuff at the NAU dome, which okay. is this massive, mostly underground stadium that they have yeah. at Northern Arizona University. For those of you guys that don't know what that is, and it has a big dome over it because it snows there. Even though we're in Arizona, yes, it snows in Arizona. <laughs> it's in Northern Arizona in the mountains, um, and so there's a big dome over it, and it's just like a big stadium that's mostly underground with a dome over it. Hence, NAU Dome. Just explained it. Thank you. Hopefully cleared up your questions. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's also massive. It's stadium size. Yeah, yeah. So we left the NAU Dome. We went back to the hotel to grab money so that we could, like, go eat somewhere. And they were, the counselors were, like, super focused on getting this done quickly. They were upset that some of us had left money at the hotel and um, so he's like slowing down and he's like, OK, get out, get out, get out. I jump out of the van and I start to slide and I because it's snowy and icy and the van hasn't stopped yet when he tells us to get out. So I fall and then I'm embarrassed. Well, yeah, and I go to get up and I take one step on my ankle and I go, oh, I'm not going anywhere. Because this is not 
I was like, I was like, I've been hurt before. Yeah, but, this is something but else. You know, when yeah, you yeah. step on a your broken ankle, oh, you know, that sounds um, terrible. Like I couldn't even walk. Oh, so then I spent the next three days at camp. Uh huh. Walking around the NAU dome uh-huh. because nobody else could feel the pain in my ankle, uh. and they all thought that I was maybe being a little bit dramatic. No. So a few days later, they ended up, because I was still nursing my ankle, they decided to take me to an urgent care where they were like, oh, it's Uh, fractured and she dislocated her growth plate. Oh. It did turn out that the walking around relocated it. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. And then I showed up in a cast and everyone at youth group was like, you're wearing a cast? And I was like, yes, my I ankle was broken. <laughs> I told you. You thought it was being you remember dramatic. when my ankle was broken at camp? I wasn't. It was really broken. <laughs> I wasn't being dramatic. Oh. I'm really not. Unless I'm telling you a story, I'm not going to be dramatic. No. Like, if I ever tell you yeah. I'm hurt. You're hurt. Then I will be. If you told me you were hurt, I would be like dialing. I would be dialing 911 before you finish saying the word hurt. Like. Because I think I've talked about this before, or maybe I just said it in my head, but like you're euphemistic and I'm hyperbolic. Right. That's how it is. That's why this works out. Right. Because if if I was, if you and I had the same injury, your sentence would be, I'm hurt. And mine would be, I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like why. I think maybe I did something to my ankle. (laughs) That's probably honestly what I said. My ankle has fallen off. (laughs) I don't have one anymore. It's gone. (laughs) That's that's how this works. So true. Yeah. Okay, we should end this. Yes, we should. We're about to go do an interview. We are. Let's go do that, Jan. Hey, guys. um, If you like our show or minimally find us moderately interesting, then head over to (laughs) sheologians.com. Keep our mics on. I love that you said that. Yeah. It's really really great. Um, And help us destroy the powers of feminism. And... Read. Feminism, as Clementine used to say. I know. She's getting so old. I could see her today. I know. I'm really. You know. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) You know. I'm very. She's very excited. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, that's it. That's all we have. Yeah. Uh, don't focus on yourself. Serve someone this week, and we will see you next week.